Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Two huge games, as we all know, the championship games, NFC championship, Detroit at San Francisco, AFC championship is uh, Baltimore hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs trying to repeat, Rob, trying to be the first, what, repeat champion since Tom Brady uh, and the Patriots did it way back in 2003, 2004, so Basically 20 years. Um, And it's interesting, Rob, because last week, going into the divisional round, everybody was pumping up, or at least a lot of the media was pumping up Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Is that that's the new Manning versus Brady and so on and so forth, the great rivalry. And... I mean, I get that Josh Allen has had some success against Mahomes in the regular season. I think he's beat him three times in the regular season. But uh, he has never beaten him in the postseason. In fact, now he's 0-3. And I don't think that's a rivalry. You and I talk all the time. A rivalry is when both teams win sometimes. And so I would not call that a rivalry. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest right now. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has a rival. Now this weekend could change that. And I, I actually expect it to, because I'm picking as are you the Baltimore Ravens to win and Lamar Jackson's to beat, uh, Mahomes. And so, you know, I think the closest would be at this moment, Joe Burrow, right. Who, who beat Mahomes in the playoffs. Once uh, got to the Super Bowl a couple years ago and lost, but I think the diff- I think Lamar beating Mahomes, Rob, would move him ahead of Burrow as far as being Mahomes' rival 
because he actually has the individual hardware to match Mahomes. We all expect him. I think it's pretty clear he's going to win his second MVP, which will actually give him as many as Patrick Mahomes has. Uh, he And then beating Mahomes in the playoffs, I think, would certainly be like, okay, this is now an actual rivalry. Burrow doesn't have the regular season hardware. To be honest, neither does Allen. Burrow's actually only made one Pro Bowl. Allen has made two, but uh, neither of them have been all pro. Uh, Mahomes has been all pro twice, and Lamar has been all pro twice. So their individual accomplishments are actually pretty similar once Lamar wins this MVP. And um, so I, I, I think Lamar has a chance. Now, if Lamar loses, then I really would, would argue, yeah, okay, you can say Burrow, but I, I wouldn't think Patrick Mahomes has a rival. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's Joe Burrow, only because Joe Burrow beat – Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl. Like, that was one of those moments. And obviously, Chris, the only reason that he hasn't had more or had a chance, and I know they lost, what was the last time they played a loss by three, right, in that game? Yep. He, did, he didn't play that well, but they, they lost by three. If he played well, they might have won that game. They didn't. But the other part is he's been hurt. So that's kind of taken him out of the mix. That's a big problem. Yeah, but but when he does play against them, and if I remember, he had been, he was two and zero, I think. Right, he's three and one career wise versus Mahomes, three and one. I think that's that's viable. Not too many quarterbacks, Chris, with as much winning as Kansas City has done, can say that they've beaten Mahomes three times, including that AFC Championship game in Kansas City. I think, obviously, he doesn't have the MVPs, but I'm talking about having to beat somebody, especially when they come into your crib and beat you. And I think they were – remember they were talking about it. If he would have beaten them in that last one, they were going to rename the stadium after him because it, he would have been I mean, 4-0. trash talk. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying. He would have been 4-0 with three wins in Kansas City, Chris. I mean, that's the part that's shocking. I think, you know, most people would look at it. Um, so I think Joe Burrow is – he doesn't match the hardware, but he's going to be in the way if he's healthy. He's that kind of guy who can change a team, carry a team. People were maybe hoping Josh Allen could do that, Chris. Um, and I'm with you. I, I think the only way Josh Allen, and, and you can't blame him. When they lost in the 13 seconds, he played fabulous. He was great. Right. He right. was absolutely great. And it changes the narrative about him and about Mahomes and the conversation. Had they had they held on and won that game, that was game was in Kansas City as well. Oh, that you know what that changed everything. That would have changed Chris would have changed everything. Not that But Mahomes finds a way to pull those games out. I mean, that's the thing. Like you're talking about the Cincinnati game last year. Mahomes and, found a way. You could talk about a controversial call. Well, it was a, it was a, a well, yeah, he found uh, a way uh, out of bounds that they gave him a, a he got a unnecessary yeah, hit or whatever. Yardage, it was yeah. it was over the top, and then they they moved in the field goal range and they lost. That's the game that he lost to him. So it's just when you start to look at it, uh, Josh Allen had a chance. That thing didn't work out for him. But I but I do think it's Joe Burrow. And of course, Chris, you're right. It'll be Lamar will definitely be in that case because if he does this, 
wins a Super Bowl, and now he has two MVPs and a Super Bowl, and Baltimore is good for the next couple of years, and he matches Mahomes, and now they have both have two MVPs and two Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Now, well, I mean, even like now, there's another so conversation. Would you argue going on. with me? Would you would you say if Lamar wins to, or this weekend? that he has become at least the number one rival with Mahomes? No. Or you really? You still you still think it would be Burrow? I, I, I still think Burrow has had more just just that he's beaten him but more regular times. Regular season just isn't as big of a deal. Nobody beat him to go to the super he also beat him to go to the Super Bowl. He didn't win, Chris. I'm just and saying then to he this got point. Beat again. And then I mean he hasn't I just think LeBron's rival gotta be Another dude winning MVPs. You know, I, Jordan's rival has to be. I, think like, I don't think Jordan had a rival. I, I just think it's more than that. I think it's somebody who could beat you, somebody who's in your way, someone who can stop you. And there's only been one kryptonite, and that's Joe Burrow to me so far. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't call Joe Burrow kryptonite, I mean, to Mahomes. But I, I just don't. And I think part of it, as you brought up, he is hurt a lot. And like Joe Burrow now, like we've talked about it, Rob. I don't, I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but it's kind of at least for next year. Like let's see him get through next, hopefully next season. He's fully healthy. There are no issues. But if he, you know, right now it's kind of like it, you have to throw in the if he's healthy because he's just been hurt a lot. His rookie year, he obviously was hurt. Last year, he obviously was hurt. And the way he got hurt was just, rolling out in a practice, you know, to throw a pass. And so I think that the injury-prone nature of Burrow right now, to me, hurts the the quote-unquote rivalry. But to me right now, it's Patrick Mahomes by himself. And I just think if – I think right now it's kind of like Jordan was – now Mahomes hasn't won him straight, but right now it was like – you know, Ewing, Barkley, Malone, were any of them really his rivals? They're all great players, but were any of them really his rivals? Um, and and I, I think we'd all say no, but they were they were great players that he just kept beating. But um, I, I think Lamar would become a rival. Now, if Lamar wins the Super Bowl, now let's let's take that. So you think if Lamar wins this weekend? It doesn't mean he's the rivalry. What if he wins the Super Bowl? That's different. That's different because Joe Burrow hasn't won a Super Bowl, right? And so he went through him and he got the Super Bowl. Now he has a Super Bowl, right? Going through Mahomes and the two MVPs. Yes, he would. He would supersede uh, Joe Burrow from that standpoint. But if he does the same thing that Joe Burrow does, which is he beats him, but then loses in the loses Super Bowl. in the Super Bowl or something. You know, like I, winning the Super Bowl would be, supersede Joe Burrow. But right now, a three and one record against Patrick Mahomes, including beating them in Kansas City to go to a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I, that's just for me. I think that's pretty impressive, even though would, they didn't win. Would you? Because I think some may. I will. I will. Will not or would not. If Lamar wins this game, would you or and maybe it's if he wins the game and the Super Bowl, would you argue that he's the best quarterback in the NFL over Mahomes? It just depends on what kind of uh, performance he puts in uh, in both games. I Let's think say if he's it's great. 
Like, yeah, I, I, like he's got to play really where you go. My God, we finally got to see this kid healthy. He's got his contract, no more distractions. He's healthy. He's got some weapons, Chris, offensively that he didn't have early on. His game is matured. And then you start to look at him going forward. And I think that's the part that's scary because he did something Right with the with the with the two MVPs, like we said, we're assuming he's going to win, and I think we're pretty safe with that, considering the vote that they you know leaked out. Right, that wasn't didn't, wasn't the leak, but no, when they looked the at the writers, but the right. odds are clear. I mean, look, we'll yeah. see if the odds end up being right. We saw but it yeah. before. Remember that we saw it with Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and that those numbers came out, and they they yeah. held true. Right, yeah. they held true. So, um, yeah, that that would be. Uh, I think you would have him in, in kind of a conversation because of where he's trending and just depends on what happens with Kansas City going forward as well. This was a rough year. If they get beat, okay, like they, they, they wouldn't be the end of the world. But then we would look at next year. Is Andy Reid retiring? Are they losing more players? You know what I mean? Right. Are, they, are they starting to, like, is this Kansas City run over? And then you start to look at it and say, who's trending up and who's trending down? And it would be Lamar's trending up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Do we have that quote, Rob G? In in, in talking about uh, Brock Purdy, he talked about him very favorably. They're meeting this weekend, of course, in San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. And here's what he had to say. He said, just from watching the tape, he, Brock Purdy, highly competitive. He understands not about him. It's about the masses of the whole team. He understands he has really good players around him. His job is to deliver the ball to those good players, and he's doing it at a very high level. You see that once he hits his back foot, the ball's out. He understands timing. When you have that, and listen, Rob Parker, I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana. But you see those trades as far as once he hits the back foot, the ball is out. A lot of coordinators. He knew that was for me. Aaron Glenn was like, I better say this. Did he? Wait a minute. He did you not cut out part Rob of the Parker. quote, Chris. I mean, Rob G. What's that? It said, go ahead. What was part of that? Read that again. The, the part about Montana? About not. I'm not. Oh. What did he say? I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana. Right there. And then he said, Rob Parker. And then he finished the quote. (laughs) They just cut it out, Chris. (laughs) As far as when he hits the back foot, the ball is out. A lot of coordinators and quarterback coaches like that because of the timing. He he fits the system very well, and he's doing a really good job at it. All right. And, Rob, Aaron Glenn, now he brought up Montana unsolicited. Right, it wasn't like he was asked. You know, he's been compared to Montana. What do you think, um, Jerry or Jerry Rice, who was obviously uh, great with Joe Montana and won two Super Bowls with him? He has compared Purdy to Joe Montana. Uh, Steve Young has called him elite, and and Rex Ryan also, for what it's worth, has compared him to Joe Montana. So, Rob, do you think? The talk, the chatter about Brock Purdy is way over the top. Now, he has his detractors, too, obviously. So there's there's both sides to it. But do you think that those that are praising him, I, I like him a lot. I've never said he's going to be Joe Montana. But um, I want to be a little bit more measured before I go there. But um, what are your thoughts on, do you think this stuff is just over the top? Yeah, I think it's over the top, lazy. I, I just... And, Chris, here's the problem. 
it's not that if it's just that Joe Montana is one of the all-time greats who's done so many things. Before you put somebody in that conversation, can can they win something? Can they like like seriously? Like that's just you could say he reminds me of well, that's kind of what they're saying. No, no, no. But he I mean, remind, but but he reminds me of a couple of guys. But he reminds me of a couple of guys. And don't say names. No, or just say, well, you know, Joe Montana did this. This quarterback who maybe isn't on that level, who is pretty good, did that. And this, you know, but when you take another guy who played in San Francisco, who won four Super Bowls, eleven touchdowns, no picks, three MVPs in a Super Bowl, like when you start to talk about that, and you. And you put up uh, Brock Purdy. I just think some people are going to coil or, you know, like immediately shut down after hearing. It definitely causes a reaction, whether positive or negative. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Because, because, I don't know. I I just think when you have all-time greats, you got to be real careful of comparing them to people and I think you put a lot of pressure on the guy you're saying is that guy. And then um, I think people look at it and go, it's also kind of like a diss to Joe Montana. Like, like this kid hasn't won anything. And well, we do it all the time. And he's Joe Montana? I'm just, I'm just saying. Williamson, the new Charles Barkley. You know, like we, we do do that all the time. Yeah, but I mean, not. Remember I'm, how many I'm talking about all Jordans time. there were. Baby Jordan and well, Harold right. Miner was the only one I remember. That's the only one I remember. Oh, gosh. Harold Miner was, was Stackhouse. I mean, everybody was supposed to be like Jerry Stackhouse, I think. But they call Harold Miner was. His nickname yeah, was Baby Jordan. they called him Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan. I, I mean, that was the only, that was was the only guy. Cleveland. Did you cover him? Yeah. Yep, he wasn't playing very much by the time I got to him. He he had been, I think, in Miami, maybe. Okay. And then he was in Cleveland when I covered him, but he wasn't playing much. But um, here's what I'd say, Rob. And I, I look, I don't get mad when people throw out these comparisons. I would like to be a little more measured. But if guys want to throw that out, if they feel like they see it, then that's fine because Joe Montana wasn't Joe Montana until he was Joe Montana. You know what I mean? Like nobody thought Joe Montana was going to be that. He was third round pick. Wasn't an all American at Notre Dame. I know he had moments. He played at a pretty big school and program. Like he didn't. Yeah, but I mean, even then, Notre Dame wasn't special. Remember, they had their times where they weren't. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's still a. a, But he 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 had 25 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Yeah, Chris, it was a different time. We could talk about you could talk about a lot of guys during that. There were people putting up way better now. He wasn't all American. He was not supposed to be some great quarterback. He backed up freaking Steve Deberg for a year and a half. So, I mean, like, that's my point is some great players, greatness proceed, like they come into the league, they're hyped up, and they're supposed to be great, and they are. John Elway, Peyton Manning, you know, there's guys like that. Then others, and I don't know if Brock Purdy will become this, but others catch us by surprise. Montana was one of them. He was two and six in his first eight starts. 
And and even in like the the famous game, the catch, right, which is a iconic play. I, I still remember where I was in the basement of my house in Syracuse, New York, in junior high school, watching the game with my father. I was pulling for the Niners. He was pulling for the Cowboys. So he got mad at me when did they he, made the. He did get mad. At me. Did he? Did he? He kick was like the, mad at me. Did he kick the I console TV trash. in, Chris? Like the one that used to oh, be a part was, of the man, furniture? We had you, this old you remember that old TV? Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't part of a furniture, but it but you know like what I'm furniture. saying? The old TVs oh, that yeah, used to be yeah. built into like the the, the oh, furniture. Yeah. Right. yeah, nah, it was a. It was. It was a. Yeah, obviously an old a regular TV. set. But anyway, um. Before Rob, in that game, Montana had three interceptions and a fumble. Now, he didn't lose the fumble, but he had three interceptions before the catch. So he was having a bad game. And obviously, he made that catch and the rest is history or made that throw to Dwight Clark who made the catch. And so, I mean, obviously, you could talk Tom Brady. It wasn't Tom Brady for a long time. Right, even when he was winning Super Bowls, people didn't think he's like some superstar quarterback. And so that's all I'm saying is Brock Purdy could let's see what he grows into. The dude is off to an incredible start. I mean, you really couldn't ask for a better start to a career. I think he's okay. 20 and 5. He's 3 and 0 in playoff games that he starts and finishes. He he's in the he's because people talk about Brock Purdy, Rob, and I I think you might agree with me, but maybe you won't. People talk about him like he's twenty nine years old in his ninth year. This dude is in his second season. This dude has not even played two full seasons, two full regular seasons. And yet he's in the MVP conversation to the point where he's one of the five finalists. He's led the league in significant categories. And he's playing in his second straight NFC championship game. So And and if if he if he bombs out and loses to the Lions, just say they won't mention it with Joe Montana ever again. I guarantee you that. That'll be why like not? Cause I'm just his, saying because I, I fizzle? I, I just because what don't, if he comes back next year and plays? Well, like I mean, you I, don't. I, I, I just, Montana I just didn't think make that, the playoffs I, the year after they won I think the Super Bowl. That, I think that there are always moments that you have. I still, I, I, Chris, he may never get, and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just talking about what could have been and what could have changed. That game against the Ravens could have just could have changed the way people looked at him and the narrative if he would have, you know won that game and played well and 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 sold up the MVP. Then then there's it's hard to have a conversation about a guy who just won an MVP no matter where where he was drafted or what what you like or don't like. It changes the whole conversation and that just didn't happen. I don't know if he'll ever get back there. I'm not convinced he'll ever back where? be 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 on the threshold of maybe winning an MVP. So one know. bad game Ruins it. I mean, what about how he played against Dallas? There's so how many. He played uh, against Seattle. There's so many how other he great. Against there's so many other great quarterbacks in the league. I, I I'll say right here and right now that he won't win a super. He won't win an MVP in, while he's a quarterback. 
I, I mean, I, okay. So, I feel so, I feel that way because I just think that there are other guys who are more talented than him. I don't care what his stats are. There are other there were guys, guys more talented who are more than Joe talented. Montana. There were guys more talented than Tom Brady. Well, what I like about you, and you know I'm a big intangibles guy when it comes to quarterbacks because those are, right now, I, we both agree. I, well, I think, yeah, they're the two greatest right now. I think Mahomes is very close to passing Montana. But I think they're the two greatest. And they weren't the greatest physical specimens, didn't have the strongest arms. And, again, I'm not saying Brock Purdy will become them, but I'm saying he they were cool under pressure. They were poised. They, uh, you know, made smart decisions and plays, and they were accurate, and that's all Brock Purdy. And so I, I, my point is just that, I mean, just like you're saying he'll never win an MVP, you're projecting in the quote-unquote negative. Some of these guys that compare him to Joe Montana, obviously with big-time football pedigree, they're just projecting in. They the projected him. Who was the receiver we had on? Who works for the, the works for the Niners? We, me and him had a big debate. I told Not him the he receiver wouldn't. DeAndre Whitfield, uh, Dante yeah. Whitfield. Yeah, I told DeAndre him he wouldn't Whitfield. win. Remember yeah. that he, we got. Yeah, we, he loves him too. Yeah, so, we mean, had a big thing. I told but, him he wasn't going to win the MVP. They're not doing anything different than you, other than they're going the opposite way. Yeah, you're projecting just, negative. They're projecting positive. So yeah, I'm just saying know. in that in that moment or situation, he was very convinced that he would be the MVP, and I wasn't. That's all. And I'm not convinced. Yeah, that I that ain't moment knocking that, the kid for being that, that in the moment. top five MVP conversation. I just don't. That moment. That moment was a big moment for him, and it and it didn't happen. What? What? what Philly wasn't big. No, no. That really? that game. That wasn't no. a big game. Nope. Dallas not wasn't a, a big game. Not as big. Not as big as that Ravens game on Christmas night. Dallas nope. wasn't a big game. Nope, not as big wow. as that. He had one big game. Jacksonville at that time. Jacksonville was rolling. Not a big nope. game. Seattle, not a big game. Nope. It's ridiculous. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, there's a lot of talk when you look at this AFC title game between the Ravens and the Chiefs about the quarterbacks. Uh Probably you'd say right now the, the two best players in the league. Mahomes is just is the best player, you know, quarterback. And, and Lamar is having the best season and is likely to win his second MVP. The only question really, Rob, seems to be will he win it unanimously? But here was Lamar. You know, he's obviously being asked about the matchup with Mahomes. And here he is. I don't like competing against him at all. He, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. All right. Well, um, he certainly is a Hall of Famer. Uh, and, and the question, though, and it was really not a question, Rob, we would both say, Lamar Jackson's a Hall of Famer, too. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I do. If you went to, if you do something that nobody else has ever done, and that's what he is on the verge of doing when he wins another MVP. If he's MVP, unanimous, yeah. You know, I'm, and, and two before, what is it, 27? Or two oh, at he'd 27? be the youngest. He would be yeah. the youngest by the like young, nine I mean, months to pass. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Like, like. There's a couple of things that you start to look at when you look at the NFL and the history of it and who did this and who did that. And it's those kind of things that, that separate you. Obviously, if he wins a Super Bowl two or another one, Chris, or three, then you're talking about, you know, all-time great. There are plenty of guys. Marv Levy went to four Super Bowls as a coach. He's in the Hall of Fame. There's a, you know what I mean? Uh, we talk about it all the time. Eli Manning's going to make the Hall of Fame, whether people want to or not. He beat Tom Brady in that 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 eighteen and old Patriots team. Chris um, beat Brady in them twice. Had two signature throws. Had all kinds of you know, like there's all kinds of stuff that will will get him there, despite the regular seasons that weren't great. I just think Lamar's yeah, regular body, seasons. He's basically a five hundred quarterback. Right, right. But he was big in big moments against some of the 
great all-time I, I great would teams. Con- I agree with you. I think Eli will be in. I would say this, though, Rob. I think he's going to be in because he did it in New York. Now, you you do have a great argument. I mean, he did beat Tom Brady. What, twice, right? Yeah. And I so mean, that, that that adds to it. But I, I think the biggest thing for him is he did it in New York. And, you know, New York, everything is magnified for good or bad, and these were positives. And so I, I do think that that is a factor in Eli Manning. I, I just, Chris, I've seen a lot of New York players who don't get in the Hall of Fame, don't get support. I, I hear that all the time. Like, if people want to make the case for Don Manningly, well, Don, the way Donnie he's Bain, going now, is he Donnie, done? He can't get in anymore? No, I can't get in there. It's, it's come and gone. It's window. But you, he, you know I what I mean? I think with him, he didn't win for the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, Yankees no, win. No, I, 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 I get it. They did, and they only made the playoffs his last year, and then he retired. Of all, yeah. You know what I mean? And then they yeah. went on the run without him. And Jeter and those guys, Chris. But I'm just saying, like, if there was – if there, Keith Hernandez played for the Mets – they won a World Series, an iconic World Series. He won 11 straight gold gloves. He won a co-MVP, had a co-MVP. There, there were things that you could make a case. His 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 time running for uh, the Hall of Fame was over briefly. New York didn't help him. And 11 gold gloves, the championship, the co-MVP. I just think that it's because... And, and and I get it. You're on a stage, New York. I, I understand what you're saying, but I believe it's slaying the Patriots and Tom Brady and the throws that he made. Because even the one, you could say David Tyrese, that was lucky. The throw to Manningham up the sideline, an unbelievable throw and catch. And then remember, even the 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 the, the uh Catch well, he's to, got, da- to David Tyrese. Of the most that didn't win the game, Chris. Pass. You know what I mean? Like right, that didn't right. win the game. He still had right. to make a throw to win the game. Yeah, he's That's got all. at least one of the most iconic plays in in Super Bowl history. So I, I I don't I'm not gonna have an issue with him making it. But I know Lamar. All there are ten guys, Rob, who've won at least two MVPs. Rob G, give us the names, and they're all they're all either in the Hall of Fame, Rob, or they will be. First ballot, easy Hall of Famers. Rob G, give us the name. Total of 10 guys, one running back. Shout out to Jim Brown. The other nine are quarterbacks. Peyton Manning is already he's going to be in. Aaron Rodgers is going to be in. Tom Brady is going to be in. Brett Favre already in. Johnny Unitas is already in. Patrick Mahomes is going to be in. Kurt Warner already in. Steve Young already in. Joe Montana already in. And now it's going to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's going to get in, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think, like, I'll only throw this out, and that's not really a caveat because I, I I think he's getting in. But if he were to, like, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, even if they lose this weekend, and let's say for whatever reason, Rob, he retired or whatever, or maybe injuries or whatever didn't play, he would be a Hall of Famer. Like, Gale Sayers is a Hall of Famer, and Gale Sayers is viewed as one of the greatest running backs ever, even though he had a short career because of injuries. And and that would be essentially, I think, the equivalent of Lamar Jackson. I don't think this would keep him out, Rob, because of what we just said about the two super or the two MVPs. But let's let me throw this scenario at you. Cause this is interesting. Cause I thought I don't it certainly wasn't as sure fire as Lamar. 
But I thought, and I think most people felt like Russell Wilson was going to be a Hall of Famer. Did you feel that way? When no, he, I, was, was I wasn't there Seattle? yet. I wasn't okay. there yet. And I, think, I, I thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer, and it was really because he's, you know, the projection of his career. I was assuming he'd played five, six more years at a pretty good level. If he didn't throw that pick against the Patriots, I would have said that, Chris, for sure. Right, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. like, that would have been back-to-back. And, yep. and and the magnitude of that, you know what I mean, would have nah, definitely used because nobody's done that in twenty right. years. Right, that that's what I'm saying. Like that, but, that was a big moment for him there. And boy, can you just imagine how that could affect you long term? Like like how close you were. No, you're right. I mean, maybe if he had done that, he might be like now. Most people don't feel he's getting in because of what's happened in Denver. Now he could maybe go somewhere and resurrect himself. We'll see, but. I the only thing I'll throw out, and again, I think because of the two MVPs, it probably still gets him in. But let's just say that for whatever reason, not injuries, but just next year and going forward for say the next six, seven years, the rest of his career, Lamar just fell off and didn't play well. We saw it happen to Cam Newton, and I don't think it's going to happen to Lamar. He's not as banged up as Cam and, you know, any of that. But but Cam didn't have two, though, did he? No, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm wondering. Okay. I still – I'm just saying, like, let's say Russell Wilson is a good example. He's only had two – I mean, one really horrible season, and then this year he was okay. Um, but, you know, like, if Lamar just for whatever reason fell off, I wonder if the two still gets him. It probably, like you said, he did something that no one else has done at such a young age. Um, but that's really the only thing. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl, I don't know that that would even matter if he fell off. You know what I mean? Like if he fell off for the next seven years of his career, I don't having two MVPs and a Super Bowl, he probably gets in no matter what. Yeah, and he may get in no matter what, just with two MVPs. Yep, and his impact. You know what I mean? Like, like, like his impact and what he was able to do, and then like we talked about it, being nine months younger than Patrick Mahomes. You know, like it's just a, it's just something to hang your hat on. You know, like and, and the impact, Rob, is I mean, like, look, obviously Jalen Hurts is has been a running quarterback, and he got within four points of winning the Super Bowl last year. Um, so, you know, I, I, Lamar though, I, I really think if he wins this Super Bowl, because Rob, you still hear it. You still hear people saying we, Bill Polian, we talked about it last week, said, make him throw. Taylor Lewan came out for, you know, offensive lineman came out and said this week, the way that there's a blueprint for beating him, make him throw like. I mean, that's no longer the blueprint, guys. But that perception, Rob, is out there. And it probably won't go away until he wins the Super Bowl. But if he does win the Super Bowl, now this whole notion of, oh, running quarterback, he's already put major dents in it, right? The Colts go for Anthony Richardson. You know, the team's going for athletic. Justin Fields, you know, people. he's all the rage because of his running um, so he's already put a large dent in that concept that you can't be a running quarterback and win. 
But this would blow. Well, this would be bits. the ultimate. No, right, yeah. right. And then there's the impact, Chris, and the legacy. Like that's yeah. that's where you are. And then people will look back in NFL history. Who was really that running back, running quarterback, who was able to use his legs, his arm, and and become a one man wrecking crew yeah. and win a Super Bowl? It was Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. And if they win more than one, and you know, with the defense and the team, Chris and. If they stay together, and depending on what oh, happens, they should with have the Chiefs, chances for sure. Right, you know their what defense I mean? like, ain't going they, they anywhere. No, nah, and that's it's a great franchise. You know what I mean? Like they're going, they're good pretty much all the time. Right, they have been, yeah. and we talked about it since Lamar showed up. They win seventy five percent of their game. Right, like they ain't going nowhere. I mean, I, I'm not saying they'll necessarily win it next year. Right, right, but they're gonna be. You know, I would think they're gonna have a great chance to win at least another one, uh, if not more. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 